This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, fellas. Evening. Howdy. Long time no talk. Yeah, it's been a while. That's true. Yeah, don't think we've talked since the James Wade episode. What you been up to? Having technical difficulties over here. I have not been doing hardly anything other than trying to run and start new jobs and Keep the lot, keep the wolves away, you know. How was that job? It's yeah. good so far, so good. No complaints. Good, glad it's going good. Congratulations. Thank you, Jared. Bro, what have you been doing? Oh, a little bit of running, a little bit of fishing. Have you read any books? Uh, I've read a couple. Yeah. Although uh, it's pretty loose, though, but yeah, pretty loose. I haven't finished one. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> you just said you'd read a couple. You just read five pages one and put it down, or what? I got ten pages left of one. You didn't. You didn't take twelve minutes before the recording to finish those. No. No. <laughs> John, what have you been doing? Trying new things, I guess. Yeah. The status quo. The status yeah. quo for John is that there is no status quo. Yeah. What uh what are you guys drinking? Should have started with that before we got to. I'm being bad. I'm drinking water. Drinking water <laughs> out of the come and take you kit. Terrorist. Jared, uh, I'm drinking some uh, some bourbon and uh, some mineral water. Do you like it? Is it carbonated mineral water? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Walmart brand Mineragua. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I actually like the off-brand mineral waters more, even though yeah. none of them have minerals in them. I don't think. Is oh, that a, no. actually a it's mineral water? Or is it just a sparkling water? <laughs> just sparkling water. Well, no, they call it mineral water. No, it just has a little bit of salt. Just yeah. Little. 20 milligrams. Yeah. Someone just leans over the pot and just... Sweating in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for drinking bourbon here on the bourbon bookshelf. Now that it's fall, <laughs> now that it's fall, maybe I'll start joining you again. <laughs> I don't like it with uh, carbonation in it, though. Now it's not it's not for everyone. Now vodka with some carbonation in it, or some tequila with some carbonation in it all day. Kill you, Knob Creek, huh? 
Dang, you've been hitting that one pretty hard. That's a very big bottle. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, my, uh, my cousins and my dad came up for, uh, we had a golf trip in Santee, South Carolina. And, uh, well, I guess my cousin felt like he had to get this big old bottle for a a thank you gift. uh, Yeah, well, that's nice of him. Letting them crash here at the barn. But yeah, we hit it pretty hard. That's more than I did when I crashed at the barn. So <laughs> we had a hell of a time. Well, I'm drinking. Uh, this is a Malibu Splash watermelon. Watermelon. Didn't have Malibu's any rum, ain't it? Do what? Malibu's rum, correct? Yeah. I can buy these at the grocery store though, so it's not quite rum in there, I don't think. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um if what? you were to have that a knob creek version of that right there in your hand, you wouldn't drink it. Um, no. I mean I would. <laughs> would Jim no. Beam sink that low and do that? If it was my only option, I might Why not. Would. I'll drink Tito's with carbonated a, water in it all day. It's my favorite drink. It's a drink frontier in the world. that's waiting to be explored. I think Jack Daniels actually has explored this territory and failed miserably with it. <laughs> so you used to could buy those Jack and Cokes in a can, remember? Yeah, but I really don't even want to drink these. It's just the only thing I had available to me. So <laughs> I'm going to see. Did you guys ever follow that? uh, He was real popular for like a month and then he just disappeared. The sommelier guy, but he'd always be drinking like he'd get like fireball and look, swish it all around and then give the the flavor profile and stuff of it. Real sarcastic. (laughs) Do stand corrected. Uh, Jim Beam does make a uh, seltzer, uh, but it does have actual bourbon in it. Hmm. What flavors? Uh, I see a highball classic, which is bourbon and seltzer. Uh, Ginger. Uh, I don't want to put in my birthday, but huh? What birthday? I'm on their website. They want my birthday. Oh, (laughs) and I'm too lazy to fake one for this conversation. I was like, God damn, John, get over yourself as a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) I did have a, on that same topic, I had a a dumb thing happen. I I was filling out some forms on my birthday and I was having to date it. So obviously when I write my birthday, it automatically puts my birthday, my hand puts my birthday year in. So I messed it up. Oh, yeah, that's funny. So I'm like, um, so it's my birthday and I've messed up the dates because I'm writing <laughs> in my birth year. Can I have some <laughs> new forms? Did they grant you the new forms? They did. They weren't happy about it. She didn't go, happy birthday. Oh, my God. Government. Yeah. Government work, man. Yeah. She had about seven more hours of 
Event. People like you. (laughs) That exact thing. (laughs) Zero deviance any day. What were those forms for, John B? A concealed carry permit. I mean, drinking drinking out of a come and take it cup and getting your concealed carry permit. Probably on the list now. I mean, what kind of extremist show is this? I had to go get fingerprinted too. Well, are you going to be ready for our 50K in January? Yes. I thought you were doing a 50 miler. <laughs> I am doing a 50 miler. <laughs> Throwing it back. Yes. I am. Right, this is news ready. right here. I am going to be ready. <laughs> All right. Good. Keep logging. Jared. Looking along. Barry. You got accepted into Boston. Unofficially, right now. What? What? What's going I haven't on? got the official email yet as of this time. Man, I'm already booking flights and stuff. And yeah, but no, my, time, my time's already verified and everything. <laughs> I've already got, I'm good to go. I'm in. I'm in, baby. We're going to Boston. Why are you making it sound like you maybe aren't going, though? No, I'm going to Boston. All right. I just have the official their official email. So you've applied and we're a step past that now. Would you go check a tracker or something? There so they accepted all applicants this year. Okay. With verified times, but I I verified my time, pre-verified it like two weeks before the registration opened. So when time came, I already had my official time in checked off the list so i'm in congrats we're going to fucking boston a dream come true it's been yeah. a huge goal of mine man like working working hard towards y'all know y'all y'all, y'all it's been fun yeah i was yeah. there when he uh got that qualifying time john was there man it was like all the people around couldn't see John, and then people just part or yeah, the people just parted, and there was John <laughs> walking my way. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's fun!" I uh, <clears throat> no, you've you've put in the work, you earned it. I went to look. I'm like, surely Jared's missed a run somewhere, and uh, your Strava graph would indicate otherwise. I haven't so. missed a day yet. I've rearranged days. When? When was the last time you missed a day? Rearranging days, too. Uh... <laughs> Rearranging them forward. <laughs> I'm going to catch up after the race. <laughs> Snoozing them. <laughs> oh, I, it's when, I, when I hurt myself, when I messed up my hip. IT band. That's probably the last time. That's a legitimate excuse. When was the last time you missed a day just out of like, fuck it, I'm not going today? It's been a long time. Like years, probably? I I haven't missed a run because I said, fuck it, I'm not going to run. I always get it in. And how is that working out for you? 
I'm in Boston. Yeah, working out pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Are you going to still pursue this uh, – half marathon or are you gonna ha- are you gonna reroute your i guess you still have what no, I'm eight staying months true staying true we got i got goals for the half marathon too i'm i doubt it i'll obtain them this race but one day i'd like to that's to break the 80 minute threshold so what kind of pace is that 605 John's already looking it up. John's gonna. John already knew it in his head before. Already beating me. Please hold. I, I do. I cannot. I cannot do that math in my head. The the minutes to miles and all that shit. Yeah. I only can if it's ten miles at twelve miles a minute. That's two yeah. hours. <laughs> it, it's six oh six per mile. There you go. Oh, oh, shit, nice, I had dude. it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my I think Barry was even more right because you need to hit that 605 to get sub um, 80 minutes. Sub 80. Let me verify this. Yeah, 606. My current 10K pace. <laughs> Your 606 is? I believe so. Hey, so on my training plan, when it says nine minutes at 10K, I assume yeah. that's nine consecutive minutes. I've never done it. but Yeah, nine consecutive minutes. Wait, so, like, use your use your time. Did we, we looked up all the paces and everything, right? Yeah. After your, after your 5K? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'd want to run either that or just a little bit slower for nine minutes. <sighs> That uh, 5K. Or you can break it in half. You can break it in half, too. Okay. Good to know. The uh, 5K, I should point out that my goal was to break 30, and I broke it. Um, still almost completely, like, shit face drunk from the <laughs> night before. So Maybe that's what you need. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was the most miserable 29 minutes and 50 seconds of my life. Well, think about how you'd feel on 50. <sighs> yeah, well, I'm not going to show Jack up. To... <laughs> night before. I am probably going to experiment with some alcohol in the 50 miler. They'll probably have fireball. Yeah. Wait a second. They're giving out. They were giving out fireball at Paladuro when their rules, state park rules, specifically say no alcohol. Rules are meant to be broken, Jared. That's true. They might have not there for any other reason. They probably have special permit too, or something. State park rules. I doubt the rangers coming around checking the aid stations either. That's their biggest. They're they're too busy leaving at four o'clock. Yeah, they're too busy raiding guys. Who ran, who ran the races campground at fucking 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so they've got what one Modelo can sitting out. Um, and so what I was getting at there is maybe my, you know, my pace threshold could 
could potentially be a little bit better than we think, but you got to train where you're at. Yeah. I'll get a, what it is. we've got Paladuro and then we're going to do a local, we're going to do a local 10 K too. So I'll probably, I'll probably have a good baseline after that too for going forward. Keep getting it. You can use that time too, that 10 K time. Yeah. That's, a, that's another gauge. <gasps> Well, look at that. <laughs> South well, by Southwest in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. I just want to point out, though, that I broke 30 minutes. And it, <clears throat> the whole time I was right on the bubble, and I kept looking at my watch and kept looking at my watch, and I'm like, was getting to where I was about to like throw up or pass out or something. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just focus on like not making a fool of yourself out here on the, <laughs> on this run. And then I got to about the last 10th of a mile kind of right, you know, the last little stretch and it's like, all right, we better just bust it this last way. And we'll, whatever happens after is going to happen. You want to get medevaced out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I made it. I think it was 29.50 was my chip time. And my gun time was under 32, so there's no, you know, there's yeah. no. And I actually ran, they, they uh, about the first half of us through the gates ran the wrong course briefly, not what? very far, but far enough to be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's going to ruin everything. So it was a little longer, longer yeah. course. And I didn't throw up. It was the closest I've ever been to throwing up after running. Well, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good accomplishment. How did Kathy do? Uh, good. She beat me. Look out now. Yeah, that was my birthday weekend. I think that was. That's why I was. That's why I allowed myself to be hung over on her. On a race day. Now, Kathy did good. She broke She broke 27, I think. I think she ran seven, nine miles on it. She's really taken to running. She won't admit it, but you can tell. She's a runner. She's dressed and ready to go before you're out of bed. Yeah, definitely. This week was a huge flop, but it happens sometimes. Still got more miles than John did. Yeah. Well, what books you guys got? What? How long have we been chatting? What else? Is anything else significant happen? I went to Colorado. That was back in early August, but we hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it was cool. I'll be going Dude. to Hawaii here soon. Yeah. In a couple days. We're going to have a bank next weekend. OBX. Yep. I want to kill Devil Hills. I'm going oh. to Amarillo. <laughs> you going to the uh oh, I can't remember the, the name right of the Brothers dude. Museum. Yeah, Wright Brothers and uh the state park. There's a state park, huge sand dune. I have to check that out. <laughs> I have made no plans whatsoever other than the Wright Brothers Museum. Damn. Yeah, that's really cool. And running on the beach. Is it beach? Is it going to be crowded or what? 
I doubt it. The season's over. And when I went to Oak Island, Island in October last year, outed. It's just yeah. the old people left. Yeah. Everyone out fishing. That's the one thing is you're trying to run on the hard packed sand and everyone's got their fishing poles drilled into it. Jockeys Ridge State Park. It's really cool. And you can even hang glide hang glide out there if you, if you the one don't, with the don't give John any ideas. Go buy all hang glide. It's huge though. Like the it it is it is it's a massive dune man that's cool cool we all last have time fun I was there it was like last time i was there it was like 32 degrees windy as hell i am ready for it to get cold i can tell you that not necessarily the cold part but the mosquitoes have made it completely uninhabitable out here can't get a moment of peace from them. In the middle of the night, you'll have one fucking flying up your nose. <laughs> Got about 20 of them living in the living room with me. They're about, they're like this fucking big, well-fed. Freaking your just blood. Just like eating all day. All that cholesterol. Yeah. You got to have the thermosel inside the house. Yeah. I use one outside. It works pretty good and those little uh, incense things i'd use work mm-hmm. decent too but john it's been cool up there hasn't it yeah this week it kind of cooled off <clears throat> katie messaged me one day she's like you need to put pants on peyton before taking <laughs> her out it's in the 50s <laughs> dang i think we'll hit we're gonna hit the 50s this week at night our lows will be like 59 High still in the 80s. Yeah, 90s even. Damn. Big swings. Means it's going to get windy too. They call that inversion. It's very scientific, but uh, Mm. don't have to get into it right now. John, what book you you got? (laughs) So you can if you want. You'll look at all kinds of crazy stuff on the internet. I've got Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. Well, there we go. Finally. How many years in the works is that? I know we I know we touched on it a few episodes ago, but I don't know. I went and bought all of his books in like 2016, maybe, maybe even before that. And <clears throat> probably tried reading it right from that point. So looking at six years. It's about the going rate, probably. Or a pretty slim book, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's dense, though. Well, good. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Jared, bro, what do you, what book did you come up 10 pages short on? Well, no, this one I actually completed. Oh, good. It's called The Shadows by Alex North. That book sounds familiar. I've got 11, 2263 by King, so, so I'd be good. Nice. That's what you've been trying to finish. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My timeline for a while. Yeah. It's been around for a while, too. Uh, 
John, go ahead. Well, like I said, I've got Blood Meridian, like um, by uh, Cormac McCarthy. It's also known as The Evening Redness in the West. I don't know if that looks like its original title. Who knows? I didn't do any research on that. <clears throat> anyway, I've been trying to read this for years. It's been to Utah and Arkansas and Texas <laughs> and North Carolina before I lived in North Carolina. So it's it's a well-traveled book. Um, I would always get to the same point before I uh, kind of let it trail off. So I'd read the first probably quarter of it at least four or five times, maybe more than that. Uh, but <clears throat> once I finally uh, got into it, I really did enjoy it. That first part, everyone talks about how bloody it is. And uh, the first part I had read really wasn't very bloody at all compared to what was to come. <laughs> um, a lot of killing, very, very dark book. It's got some comedic relief in it, but um, it's a very dense read. It's hard to read. I used a Cliff Notes like website uh, to help me along the way because a lot of times I'd finish a chapter and be like, what the hell just happened? And so I'd go back through and kind of read it in English and figure out what happened there if I was lost or if there was something that I needed clarifying or wondering why something was in there. Um <clears throat> But I mean, it's 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 a considered a classic. It's it was I think it was written in 1985, and yep. it's one of those ones I needed to read because I like uh, most of the other McCarthy books too, like the Border Trilogy, and obviously No Country for Old Men. Watch that movie every Christmas, and periodically read the book again. But those ones were a lot easier to read than this one. I don't know why he chose to go with this. Um, essentially it's a, it's a band of the plot is a band of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if mercenary is the right word, but it's an army, I guess, that are going out hunting scalps and they'll take any scalp with dark hair that they can get as they, uh, go throughout Texas and Mexico and they, um, get into trouble throughout the way. And, uh, kind of, it's told from the point of view of a the kid is what they call him i think he's like 14 years old very young uh, he ran away from home and ended up with them in texas and um yeah i don't know what the, <laughs> my have favorite you, quote have you from, pointed out that it's a mostly true story too no i have not i <laughs> honestly didn't know that it's his glanton was a he was a real figure in the yeah I mean, you could almost call it historical fiction, probably. Yeah. Uh, one quote I loved from the book, though, was uh, when the lamb is lost in the mountain, they is cry, or the lamb cries. Um, sometime come the mother, sometime the wolf. And that's, that's one that one stuck with me. It's in a yeah, page I love it. several times, but kind of sums up the whole book too, probably. Yeah. Good catch. You don't know who's book, coming John. to help. Yeah. You don't know who's coming to help you. You should prepare to self-rescue. Yeah. 
Um, you know, Jocko Willink thinks that Cormac or thinks that uh, Blood Meridian is essentially the best piece of American literature ever. And he's a man whose opinion I trust <laughs> too. So, yeah, I wouldn't trust my opinion on it. On it being the best piece of American literature, I think he actually said since Shakespeare. Wow, those are so, some words. I've been waiting for his. I know review <laughs> of it for probably all, as long as I've had it. Yeah, I've been trying to read it. Well, since I heard that he uh, was a fan of it, which is in like episode two of the show, you know, I've been waiting for one since then. I message him on Instagram sometimes soon and say, hey, man, we're waiting on Blood Meridian out here. There's a select about seven of us. We'd love to hear your, <laughs> your thoughts on it. Any one-star reviews? I bet there's a good one. Uh, they're all very dense, ironically. <laughs> um, one of them says, I s- too many words. Yeah. <laughs> One of them says, I don't get the appeal, parentheses, all caps, warning, ugly review below. <laughs> I love I love the like ego on this person. <laughs> like they like we want to read their review. Yeah. It is, I think it is people actually get paid to go do that or get free books in exchange for hmm. I guess all these people did because they're on this review. Yeah. They had a word count too, and they're all about the same length. Oh, really? Let's yeah. provide a 1,000 word review. Boring, overly violent, overly praised. I wouldn't say it was boring, but no, not if it, you it can is, follow it. It is very violent. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to read it again too, just so now I know what happens and I'll catch other stuff that I missed. Like uh, James Wade mentioned a watermelon. Uh, incident, and I don't remember that happening. Yeah, I've tried to read it because I always keep a, a book, a digital book around just to read like before bed, and I've been trying to have that one as my digital book, but I just haven't. You got to be in the right. You know, you got to be ready to kind of tackle it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I like, did, oh, I'm just going to go read a paragraph. Yeah, that's, I mean, and then you need to dissect it and read it, read it again. Yeah. But what, I'm, what, go ahead. I was just saying, what what's that song that Glanton is singing at the end of the book when he's dancing around naked? That's the judge. Huh? Was that, that the judge? The judge? That, no, that was the judge. Yeah, yeah Glanton, yeah. not at the end of the book. Well, pardon. What, read it again, Jaron. I, I don't want to read it again, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, one thing I remember from the book, though, was uh, when Glanton got introduced in the book, like it was just very unceremonious. And like I had to go back. I'm like, where did Glanton come from? Like, when did he get introduced? And he was just there. And <laughs> I even word searched my digital copy to see if when I missed it. Oh, really? I mean, and it was, was only no, like no lead up paragraphs back. That's actually a good, uh, good use of the word search. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. 
like if you need to figure out who a name is yeah like you're like because i mean i read books all the time I'm like who the hell is this character yeah if you go back to the first time it said i like i like books that i've probably mentioned this before but some books every now and then it's very rare well actually these uh <clears throat> the uh killer angels the civil war trilogy by jeff share mm-hmm. michael share both of them they actually have every character listed in the front of the book with a little bio about them. I really appreciate those. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my military history books that I have have that in there. Yeah. That's what these, uh, these mil- historical fiction military. It was mm-hmm. all with the family tree. What was the name of that? The son. Yes, the son. Yeah. Thank I've goodness. Done a few times. Uh, Barry, you did mention that you need to be in the right mind frame to read this book, and I, I would agree with that. There's, uh, uh, I had just finished it, and I was on a bender on it, so I used that momentum to carry me through um, uh, Blood Meridian, and it took me the same amount of like elapsed time. It took me a week for each of them. Really? Kind of with the same intense focus, too, on it. I wasn't reading as much time with it, but um, I didn't get through it as like as, and I mean it's probably four times as long, just in length. Yeah, I don't know. I've been, you know, I get on these weird kicks where I like I want to learn to speed read, which is bullshit, really. Like the only way to read faster is just to read more, and then it's like, why am I in such a hurry to get through everything? Too, you know. Like you mentioned on Blood Meridian, having to stop and reflect on what you just read. I'm like that, you know, that's actually part of the point, you know. <laughs> Take the notes on it. It's supposed to be uh be like pondering these things. Um, well, good job, John. I'm glad you finally got it done. I appreciate it. It was it was worth it. Anything else on Blood Meridian? If you look up Judge Holden online, there are some creepy drawings of this dude. <laughs> Jared will sure be sharing those on his post on Instagram. No. It's weird. Jared, let's hear about yours. While I look up pictures of the judge. The Shadows by Alex North. Um I wouldn't call it a series, but um, it's it's uh, it's the second book by Alex North here. The first one was The Whisper Man. And throughout the shadows, there's a couple references, and it, it has a few characters that that were in The Whisper Man. And I I kind of wish I had read that book first. Maybe I'll read it here soon, but. Um, it's a really good book. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of Stephen King influence on uh, Alex North's uh, uh, writing style. Um, there's also quite a few Stephen King references in the book, but it begins with a uh, with a murder scene where we're, when we're introduced to a detective detective amanda beck and um 
So these kids end up murdering who well, basically a third member of their crew, not really a friend, but just kind of a third member of their group. And they're getting this influence from an online source by a person named Charlie Crabtree, which who was thought to be dead. So it's kind of a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a mystery novel, I guess. Um, but not mystery novel. It, it's a crime novel. I'm trying to think what's the proper name of it. Thriller? It, oh, it's a thriller for sure, but. Romance? Extraterrestrial. I guess there's none of that. Well, it, it, in the beginning, it leads you to believe that there's some, that there's some, you know, some sort of boogeyman or something like something in the shadows character that is not human but as the book leads on you know you get sucked into it pretty quick it's a really fast read it's really exciting they uh they, you know at each page leaves you on the hook I'm like oh shit what's gonna happen next and short chapters god bless it i love short chapters oh um, yeah uh it just keeps you turning keeps you turning pages but we got two we got we got a group of four buddies who uh were united on a uh in the pe class um and they're led by this kid named charlie crabtree who is trying to lure them into the uh, idea of, of lucid dreams and uh, connecting them to do evil um essentially um but our main character, Paul Adams, isn't isn't buying the bullshit, and uh, eventually is kind of like a uh, you know is 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 helping other people, his friend, uh, not not give into it as well. But what the fuck is that, Barry? <laughs> My, my JFK bookends. <laughs> you not noticed it? Well, I've noticed it. I've noticed it. It's been I right there. It JFK, but then you started waving it. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was trying to line it up. Oh, I got you. Yeah, just fix it right there. Uh, so it's a really interesting, it, really interesting book. Um, it, uh, what I just told you about is kind of reflecting. It's kind of the past. Uh, the book is going between the present and the past, and all pieces together at the end. Uh, Paul Adams is is, I think, like twenty years down the line, he finds himself back in his hometown, where all this crap happened to uh, be at the aid of his mom, who's dying in hospice care. Um, so, and eventually, everything goes everything goes to shit after he. Uh, comes back to town naturally and uh it gets pretty wild do you have that book on hand hmm. that's a cool pretty cover. popular cover yeah like you you would recognize it hmm. i wish i could do the book a little better justice but it's been like a month ago that's my fault <laughs> <clears throat> but no i would it recommend sounds it good you, yeah 
Yeah, if you like thrillers and Stephen King novels, uh, man, pick it up. Like I said, quick read. Get at your library, local bookstore, what have you. I might would read The Whisper Man prior to this book. Did you? No. Need to. I think my sister has. I think she's read both these books. Need to ask her. Does she throw very many good book recs? She sort of reads a lot. I haven't gotten any. Nope. That's one one group of people I've been considering having on the show is just voracious readers, which I only know, like, aside from us three, I know two others. So it'd be a short-lived, <laughs> short-lived series. <laughs> yeah, she, she Amber's all over the place with her reading. Um, but a few one-star reviews – and there's there's really nothing special about these one star reviews a lot of a waste of time long overwritten and boring shame on the author and publisher <laughs> person's probably never read a stephen king novel before expected more too much foul language. Don't bother. In a sad. It's book. funny it how much how book. that bothers so many people, right? And there, it does. There is a plot twist in it that does make that is kind of sad, but makes it makes it a hell of a book. Four point three out of five on Amazon. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm I'll probably put that one on my list. Um, you know, there's a few books I've had on my list that we've gone long enough now without covering that I think I'll that it's safe to read them. Especially with our our looming episode coming up soon. Jerry, you got anything else? What was it called? The Shadow, right? The Shadows. The Shadows. A novel. I know. Good job. John? No. I had uh, 11.22.63 by Stephen King. Uh, Much like Blood Meridian for John, this is one I've picked up and put down a couple of times. The the first time I picked it up was in uh, early of 2020, probably right when we were getting the show started. And uh, I read 450 pages of it, and it just fell away from me. I don't even remember why, but I still had the page dog-eared when I ran through it this time. So uh, finally got it done, and I'm, I'm upset that I waited so long on it. It was really a, it was really a good book. It is long. It's 840 something pages. Um, and it took me about six weeks to read it. And I read probably the second 50% of it in the last 10 days. So um, the gist of the book, I'm sure almost everybody has seen or heard of it. Um, is basically a man in 2011 has a, uh, a access to a time portal 
that takes them back to 1958 every time you go through it. And so uh, he goes back in time essentially to stop the JFK assassination, which of course was five years later. And so he does a few test runs and figures out how this portal or the rabbit holes, what he calls it, how it works. And uh, you only lose two minutes in actual time each time you go through the portal. So uh, anyways, he goes back and a lot of the book uh, was just kind of this five year window. He kind of has a few different little missions along the way and uh, but a lot of the books just covering this time that he spends in a small town called Jody uh, down in Texas. Chody? And then, huh? Jody? Jody. J-O-D-I-E. Oh, okay. Um, but the whole time during this period, he's kind of spying on Lee Harvey Oswald and following him around and, you know, just trying to confirm things he knew from the past. And that part was actually really cool because you kind of learn about Lee Harvey Oswald's sort of, you know, inside circle or whatever there in Dallas. And, uh, wait, is this a fictional town? Dallas is not a fictional town. No, no, Jody. <laughs> Jody is, yes, is a fictional town. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. So he splits his time between Jody and Dallas, Fort Worth, depending on what Lee Harvey Oswald's doing. And he knows what Lee Harvey Oswald's doing just because of, you know, it's history, obviously. So, um, but that part was cool. I enjoyed just on the side, like looking up these people because he doesn't really, aside from, aside from the people's names, I'm, I'm pretty sure almost everything else is, is fictional, but it was cool to look these people up and see kind of how they all tied into everything and who their connections outside of that were and things like that. So, um, obviously there's lots of conspiracy around the JFK assassination, but, uh, that's not for this podcast. That's for one my wife would listen to. So, <laughs> But uh, anyways, it's a, let me know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, this book was uh, pretty entertaining. There was a good hunk in the middle that, you know, you probably could have gone without. I get, I understand why it all is in there, but could have gone without it probably. Um, and for that reason, I gave it nine and a half out of 10 on my grading system. Um, I did enjoy the story and, and thought there was enough action spaced out pretty much all throughout to keep it worthwhile. And uh, I really think from a, like a writing standpoint or like the story standpoint, this may be one of his best books that I've read. Um, it's definitely not my favorite of his books that I've read. If that if that makes sense, if you can understand how it could be, how I could view it that way. But uh, I mean, if you're a Stephen King fan, definitely ought to read it. And also, part of the reason I read it was because I'd just been wanting to try to tackle something longer. Um, and so, if you have have that kind of 
you know, whatever. Just feel like reading something longer just to say he did. This would probably be a good book for it because it's not not an overly complex read, you know. There's about five characters that you really need to pay attention to. Mm, that's good. Um, and there is a Hulu series that uh, you could watch it. It's a pretty good adaptation, I would say. And the Hulu series is very good. John, you've watched it, haven't you? I've have not. I've been oh, really? to read it. Um, some one star reviews. So this one's really long, but I'll uh this is just saying another bloviating, long-winded blah 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 from King, the former master of suspense. Um, just says book is too long-winded and builds too slowly to the climax says Stephen King just can't help himself from the subtle bashing of conservatives. <laughs> he says, I don't understand why all his books, he continually bashes politics and the belief system of half the audience. <laughs> Another one just says one star. Oh my God, not worth your time. Come on, King. Uh, let me see here. And this one says, devolves into a pointless love story and a plot that negates itself. Um, there, a lot of it is, it's probably a love story over almost everything. So keep that in mind. This guy says, uh, so this is talking about Jody, says, uh, Suspense, what should be a good suspense novel becomes the world's most boring life of a high school English teacher in the 1950s Damn. versus his dolls, a dishwasher, rom-com stereotype girlfriend. If you, I'd rather, if you'd rather read more about sock hop school plays and how root beer tasted in the 1950s than a real tale of time travel with actual consequences, I guess this is your book so keep that all in mind i guess <laughs> definitely worth reading though as i said oh and something else john you said you went and read the cliff notes i uh i'm gonna try to start doing things like that because this book has a like a book club section in the back. And so it's kind of fun to like read through the book club and like the questions and actually think about it, you know, just stuff yeah. you may, maybe wouldn't think about either. Yep. Just like that. This one. Yeah. Wow. So Have I thought that was cool. A lucid dream. I wouldn't want to talk about the shadows at a book club. I, book clubs seem like an interesting thing to me. We are actually talking about that earlier today, and I'm, I've decided I would not like to go to a book club. Yeah, go read some other book somebody told you to read. That's a lot of the one-star reviews you see, too. It's always like, had to read it for the book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel like the people there would be could be pretentious, like... I'm like, I like the book. Probably. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It gave me something to do. And they're they're looking at all the literary elements of yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> and making shit really up. No one else is going into that bullshit. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean that's I know I know a lot of people probably come to us expecting to learn about literary devices and stuff. And I'm I'm sorry no. to tell you, we're really more just here to tell you if, if we liked the book or not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let us know what you think of book clubs uh on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think if you could get one that was, I mean, there might be a cool way to do it, like a gun and book club. Yeah. If I ever get my my steak shop bookstore whiskey bar going, I mean, that might be one I'd go to, you know, where it's really more of like a happy hour, which I guess maybe mm-hmm. they all are. I don't know, but anyway. And if you're in a and if you're in a book club, I mean, we're not bashing. Tell us about much. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like the idea of it in general. Like, I mean, this is essentially a book club. We just all read different books. Yeah, it didn't start out that way. No, well, we realized after one episode it wasn't going to work. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of, us are... of I didn't read it this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, between the three of us, either? there's definitely not enough mutual reading discipline to ensure <laughs> that even one person got it finished. <laughs> <laughs> finished that first one too yeah <laughs> luckily it was one we'd all already read so. yeah right <laughs> oh man that episode's sometimes out you just there gotta ship. do what sometimes you just have to ship ship yeah, yeah episode number one's out there i think so i re-released it at some point so what about your your study lesson on uh sam houston oh yeah we were trying Class. to figure things out yeah we didn't know but we we didn't know we, we tried to going. we tried to jock it <laughs> that that form may have worked too if we all read the same book but i don't know i think this is sufficient yeah. And we're covering way more books too. I'd say I dare you to find a podcast covers more books, but I know they're out there. So probably Jocko. Yeah. <laughs> Reads a new book every week. Books and beers. Whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking know. about? No. He's on Instagram. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I've Does seen him on Instagram. Yeah, beer and books, books and beers. He's a pretty good photographer. Hell of a reader. Oh, yeah. He has a podcast? I don't think he has a Was podcast. Was that not a podcast or is that just his It's Instagram? just an Instagram page. Oh, man, that's dedication. That's cool. Yeah, he's got a really cool page. He hadn't been posting a whole lot lately. Probably because he's in Canada. They probably took his camera away. <laughs> Not a laughing matter, Jared. <laughs> I think we need to invade Canada. Yeah. <laughs> and save them. They're nice people. He's one of those guys. I look at his page. I'm like, do you actually read any of them, though? Or are you just... 
wonder if he does the method on uh, there was a guy that he reads like a book a day but his method is reading just the, the first sentence of every paragraph or something yes yeah yeah is that actually reading i mean i can go on to any right. website in the world and get a 10 point 10 bullet point list yeah. he's like oh i get the i i get the rundown like i know what the book's about i just read the the yeah. title the chapter titles i mean i get it i guess you get you know maybe you, you might take more away from a book doing that sometimes depending on how shitty the book is I just like to read through yeah. ten pages yeah. a day, nonfiction. You'll be surprised at how quick books start disappearing doing that. Once you start reading it, you might end up reading for thirty minutes and read thirty pages. Yeah, exactly. It's just just like anything. It's like just kind of getting it started is the hardest part of anything. Yeah. Same with running. That's the one thing I've. I have to do it with work because if I just open up the document, I'll get it done. But if I won't open the document, I leave it to the last second. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to get the wheels rolling. Picking up guitar too, Jared, bro. You even have a guitar. Guitar and reading. Yeah. Yeah. I picked it up the other day. Reading's a big one for me because if I, if I pick it up, I mean, I'll end up reading for an hour a lot of times. I if i pick it up time. right yeah dude i can't remember the last time i read before going to bed i can't remember it's been a long time but just getting it getting out of the habit i don't know been right in the funk now it's reading. like it's gone forever yeah like i'm not even i'm not even gonna get close to my book goal this year i'm probably not either unless i really hammer down that's all right. Well, and we'll we'll uh, circle back to that on our New Year's recording. We talk. I about definitely how- have hit mine. I probably won't cover most of them. Like chicka chicka boom boom. <laughs> um, books like those. <laughs> oh, reading all of Peyton's books. Yeah. We have a special guest appearance, yeah. Jared Bro, who is going to play us a song. Free bird. Yeah. I'm glad you're back at it, Jared. You gonna play yeah, shipping right. up to Boston? Huh? You gonna play shipping up to Boston? Or uh, please come to Boston for the springtime. Y'all remember that one? Any chances? <laughs> no, I like Wade Bowen's version better, probably. Oh man, he's still is my favorite. Who does Wade? But yeah, it's been on. Yeah, there's an app, Simply Guitar, I think. Anyway, I need to start using that. Learning again. It's gonna hurt like a. Oh yeah. Beach. Five minutes a day. At least. What you? What do you do all the time? Who you? Do you just well, come home, make dinner, and go to bed, or what? Well, go kayaking. No. All right, so you got no go. girlfriend there. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, let's just say it's a Wednesday well, night. Look, all right. When, when when Meg was here, when Meg was here before she moved to Hawaii, uh, I wasn't gonna practice guitar because I lived with Amber while she was trying to practice her saxophone, and I've promised I wouldn't ever put anyone through that. So I wasn't going to put Meg through that when she's trying to work. Yeah. So you I usually sit just on took your porch. a nap. I just took a nap. Take a nap. Work out. What do I do all day? I'm a, re- I'm a pretty busy person. I believe it. Cook. I'm not saying you're not cook we just want to know what yeah. you do i just wonder what people you know who don't have a have a family in the house do all the time because i don't remember what i used to do <laughs> i wish i had that time back like prison strong well when it cools off i'll be running i'll be running in the afternoons yeah I'm kind of ready. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think I'd go to the gym in the evenings a lot back in those days. And then make dinner. I mean, really, in any any life, you come home from work, make dinner, and it's time to go to bed pretty much. <laughs> By the yeah. time you finish all the other small piddly bullshit lingering around. You get off work early, though. Yeah, I'm usually off by three. Start early, finish early. Get that quick nap in. Work out, eat. What do y'all do? What's a day in the life of Barry and John? Not together, but, you know. Yeah, I, I wake up, and if it's a running day, I make my best effort to go do my run. And then I like I like to ease into the day, so I'll sit around drinking coffee for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. not doing anything, and then go to work. Usually have lunch with some people almost every day, it seems like. Come home, eat dinner, and then usually help whoever with homework till eight or nine, or be at least be around for it. Don't always help, but right. And I usually try to get in bed about nine or nine thirty. And I like watching football too. So I mean, I'll you know, like tonight and tomorrow night. Thursday Thursday through Monday. Yeah, (laughs) Thursday through Monday, there's plenty of stuff to watch on TV. And then I'll read, too. Usually that kind of like 7.30 to 8.30 is my reading window. I've I've found myself going down the YouTube hole. That is an easy thing to get on. Yeah. I feel like that's where a lot of my time recently has been going. 
you go look up and it's midnight and you're like, shit. <laughs> I'll just watch one more. <laughs> yeah. <You're right. laughs> John, It'll happen if when my day disappears, it's almost always due to my phone. That's All for right. sure. Yep. John. John, what's yours look like? Um, I uh, wake up, uh, get my daughter up and feed her, and then I get her to daycare. Um, I dress her at that before I take her to daycare too, and then come back and do what needs to be done for getting ready for work, um, which is usually just sitting around and mentally preparing myself for having to go to work. Then I uh, slip off my shoes and wander upstairs and work. And then I don't you know, at least out. you have a dedicated space for work. Yeah, that's nice. That probably helps. And, and it's kind of separate too. Yeah. Like I'm I'm downstairs. I don't have to walk upstairs. Yeah. To go deal with this right now. And then after work, uh, get the baby comes home, and I try to help Katie with all of the stuff she gets ready uh, for the next day. Clean a, cleaning bottles from daycare, getting that all set up for tomorrow. Katie does ninety five percent of it. Yeah, I like dump. I've been trying to dump the coffee out of the coffee maker. I know she does that too. I'm usually told to just stay out of the way. <laughs> when things like that are going on don't don't even be in the house <laughs> i'm trying to make afternoon working out a habit though now because katie's kind of oh. takes over the baby care in the afternoon so i haven't done anything for it but like i started taking a, a brazilian jiu-jitsu class um that's i'm going to be going to like monday and thursdays and then working, running around that, with that being the primary goal. But evenings are mostly spent watching TV or laying around, playing with the baby, and uh, reading a little bit. Yeah. Good. It's good to do a time audit every now and then. Yeah. My, my phone, speaking of that, I've been having an issue with my screen time thing. It says from like three to midnight, three to like 6 a.m. this morning, which was like I was asleep. I was on my phone the whole time. Are you asleep? Supposedly. <laughs> probably, you might have woke up and <laughs> started scrolling for three hours. What it probably was, is probably my to... wife going through it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It was dead this morning. When I, like, I didn't put it on the charger, but it wasn't that low and it was dead. It did it last week, too. Like, I didn't even look at my phone until noon. And I love those days. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, I hadn't been on my phone. I'm trying to just get in the habit of, like, when I get home, just putting it somewhere and, you know, I'll check back later. Not just having it in my hand the entire time. Yeah. I mean, there's I almost like- nothing going to come to my cell phone that can't wait till, you know, 9 p.m. Yeah. I've been trying to make sure like I'm not just staring at it when my daughter's around. Yeah. It's it's easy just to be looking at your phone and she's looking up at you like, are you watching me? Yeah. Are right. you watching me do this right. new thing? 
Nope. Dude, even the, mm-hmm. even the damn dog does that. I mean, he's yeah. like, you're still looking at that thing. I mean, <laughs> and it, it, she's coveted. Like she she thinks it is the something highest. she needs to have. <laughs> yeah, because she goes after it more than like other stuff. Like, wow, that's interesting. That and my spitter. <laughs> Not the spittoon. Yeah. She, <laughs> sometimes i'll leave it on the floor after she's gone to bed and then i'll, I'll let her crawl around the living room while and while i go get ready to put on enough clothes to go out in public mm-hmm. and i'll come back and she's just crawling around with it i put her by all her 97 of her toys and she crossed the whole living room to get it right. you need just Kick that habit, uh, John. She's, she's going to make me because she's making it very <laughs> difficult. It ain't easy. I also don't like having it on my hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had never thought about that. It's gotten re- it's gotten very inconvenient for me. Well, seems like a good time to quit. Just yeah. Just quit. Just don't buy any more cans. Good idea. <laughs> I'll write that down. I, I, I did go. I went like eight hours without it the other day, and I'm like, "Huh, I could do this." Yeah, it's kind of one of those things. Like, if it's not, if you're not actively like thinking, like, "Oh man, it's been eight hours since I've had one," you know, yeah. you don't even realize hardly. My biggest issue quit. is like I work from home. Yeah. So like, yeah. I'm sitting here all day with right. The, like, don't have a except whole lot when I'm talking. Yeah. Dude, when I quit. When I quit the dip, I don't think I even finished the can I had. I think I just like like we all did, you know, eight hours went by and all of a sudden a day went by and I was like, I don't need this shit anymore. Just threw it away. That's kind of I tried to phase out for a long time. Like I was like, all right, no no dips before 10 and then i bumped it to noon and then i bumped it to two or something and eventually i think by the time i made it to the afternoon i was like all right let's just we're just done with this i had yeah. the best that method too I, I did have like a breakup party where i went and drove around for like three hours yeah just dipping. That was something else too. I think that was one of my rules too, and was no dipping while I was driving ever. And so that's the best time to dip. I know. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's what. That, that's why that I picked that. It's called a trigger. <laughs> Got to attack the triggers. So, anyways, lots of good life advice from us today. Seems like so. Don't do the dip. Yeah. Just say no. My, I've been looking uh, for my keys my... all weekend. I just found them. Huh? Nope. I've been looking for my keys all weekend. Just found them? Yeah. At my it's desk. Been a, it's been a productive day. <laughs> 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 all right, fellas. Anything else? All I got. Same here. No, no further business appearing. We'll, uh, We'll adjourn here. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. 
We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links, which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoy this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.